Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This upcoming Sunday, the 25th of Kislev, we will celebrate the holiday of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, we know, it's a holiday in which we uh, publicize the miracles, the power of God who intervened and um, saved the Jews from annihilation, from, uh, from spiritual annihilation and also he won our war we were a few against many and we were victorious and the days the eight days in which we light the menorah <clears throat> commemorate the miraculous lighting of the men of the seven branch menorah in the Beit Amikdash, which we only had a little curse of oil that would have lasted one day and hashem made a miracle for us and it lasted eight days so the number of the branched menorah in the temple was uh, seven branches. Uh, in our days, we light a Hanukkiah, which has eight branches. So the seven uh, in, in the Jewish tradition is a, is a number that represents a state of natural perfection. It's part of the natural world. So number six is the six days of the week. Number seven represents Shabbat, which is a day on itself. It's a day that it's more elevated than the other six days. The other six days represent the world, the mundane, the, 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 the work. And the seventh day represents our neshama, our soul. But then comes Hanukkah, and it asks us to light eight days because of the miracle. And the eight represents a state of supernatural perfection. For example, the circumcision is done on the, seven, on the eighth day, and the eighth day is a suprarational day. It's a day that's above nature. It's not even part of this world. So the Baal Shem Tov, which was the founder of Hasidut, for, of the Hasidic movement, he possessed a special love for the holiday of Hanukkah. For him, this holiday was very, very special. It was the one that he loved the most. And he says that the Hanukkah candles represents the inner gift of the Jewish soul for spreading light and illuminating the, world, the whole world, even the non-Jewish world. So the Hanukkah lights not only illuminate us as a people, but it brings light to the whole world. And the Baal Shem Tov message spreads by the Jewish soul stresses both that God creates a nature anew at every moment, like he's recreating nature every second of the, of the day, of the day and the night. He's recreating the world. And at the same time, he permeates it with, with a supernatural power because of its ability to unite the natural with the supra-rational, or supernatural. I'm sorry. So the light of Hanukkah will eventually bring the redemption, the, the times of Messiah. This is the light that was uh, uh, created on the first day, which Hashem put aside. And the candles really shine this light that is being kept for the times of Messiah. And when we sit and we look at our, at our candles and we meditate on them, what we're gaining is vision of the times of the Messiah, of redemption. So today I'm gonna talk about the dreidel, which is, a, which is a toy, actually, that is used in Hanukkah. The children like to spin the dreidel while they're watching the menorah, while they're watching the candles. And uh, it's a very popular game. In the times of the Greeks, the Jewish children had the dreidels. 
because they used to take them to the forest to learn Torah. And uh, the moment that the Greeks would come and see them learning, what they would do was they would like hide their books and make, uh, make believe that they were playing dreidel. And in this way, they were spared. So a very, the, the dreidel has four letters. It has uh, four letters, it has four faces. And, um, and the, the four faces, in each one there's a letter. And the, the, it, the four letters are Nun, Gimel, Hey, and Shin. And what they write, which is the, 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 the first words of a phrase, it, it says, Nes Gadol Hayasham, a great miracle occurred there. So the first thing to note is that the numerical value of these letters together is 358. Also, the numerical value of Mashiach is 358. The recurring motive found in the dreidel's hidden meaning is that of the Mashiach and the redemption. So uh, Hanukkah is a holiday that really is going to outlive this world. Once Mashiach comes, all the other holidays are going to disappear. And, and Purim and Hanukkah are, are holidays that are, are going to still be celebrated in the times of Mashiach. So we see here that uh, it used, it, it used it, it, the normal thing is that a great miracle occurred there. But when Jews started living in Israel, they said that they should change the, the, the sheen for the for the letter pay so it would say a great a great miracle occurred here and it's interesting because then you would say okay the numerical value would change and it has nothing to do with with Mashiach but surprisingly there's no coincidences Hashem runs the world at every instant and the numerical value the sum of these other four letters with the pay instead of the shin is 138 and this numerical value re also corresponds to the name Menahem. And Menahem is one of the names given to Mashiach. According to the sages, also Mashiach appearing in the Bible as Semach is his name. So we see here that really it, there's a miracle in everything. Hashem is contained in every little thing. Even if we think, we say, okay, we, we change a letter and everything, the meaning of the whole thing is going to change. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the same meaning. So we see here that the dreidel, the shape of the dreidel, at the top eh, is, like a, is, 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 is shaped like a top, like a top, and with a po pointed bottom edge on which it can spin. So in the top, it's like a square, and then it comes down like a triangle, and then it spins. And um, the, the spinning dreidel causes its square contours to fade, and it makes when it's spinning, you would look you, when you look at it, it looks like a like a circle. It doesn't look like a square top. It looks like a circle. So conceptually, the square refers to mathematical and syllogistic logic of the ancient Greeks over whom the Maccabees were victorious, both materially and spiritually. And, uh, and we see that the square comes to say, like a, about, it's talking about human rationalism. So you say like a person has such a squared mind, they can't get out of their square or think out of the box. When you think out of the box, like you're getting out of that conceptualized way of thinking. So we see here 
that uh, they practice their belief that, that a view of nature and life that is based on human rationalism alone is lacking. This is the Jewish point of view. We, we believe there's something more. It's not only what we can grasp in life. There's something more. There's much more to life than what we can uh, uh, perceive. For it is the infinite God who has no bounds that brings all of reality into being. So the problem with the Greeks, what bothered them about the Jewish religion was that we had this supra-rational concept in our lives. Like we believe in number eight. We believe that there was something more that we transcended, that we, we served a God that was very much in our lives. They believe that, yes, God created the world, but he went to play golf. He's not part of the everyday, every second uh, minute of the world. And the Jewish concept is that Hashem not only is part of our life, not only is he part of the world, but he's recreating the world at every instant. Every second he's recreating the world. So they couldn't come to that belief. And that's why they were so squared, because they couldn't be, think outside of the box. And so we see that the round, the round when the, the dreidel spinning, that it looks like round, it, it's what reveals the, 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 the divine. Because it's, it's round, a circle is like it has no beginning and no end, and it continues and it continues. And it's something that it goes on. And this is how the Jewish people perceive the world. So, so the terminology of Hasidut, the round contours of the spinning dreidel, represent the revelation of God's surrounding light. So the, the, the square is more about experiencing God's reality of looking at life how it is, what you see is what you get, and the light of Hashem is contained in the square. But the Jewish perspective is that Hashem has a surrounding light. It's also not only inside, it's also outside. It's indwelling and it's outside of us. So the, he sustains all of reality at every instant. Just as a circle has no top and no bottom, God's surrounding light also is eternal. It has no beginning and it has no end. So the dreidel square shape represents the ever-present experience of God's inner light. And um, the capacity to reveal divinity changes from one part of nature to another, just as the ability to perceive God varies from one individual to another. So every person has a different way of perceiving Hashem. Each one of us has a different reality. And for each one, it's true. It's real. So you can be in a, in a beautiful place and you're having a bad time. And for you, you're not in that place. Your reality is not the beautiful place. Your reality is what's going on in your mind, your, your, your pain. And a person can have no issues at that moment and he's surrounded by this beautiful place and he's really enjoying it. So you can have two people drinking piña colada, one next to the other, one is in the beautiful place, that's his reality, and the other one is worried uh, to death with, he, with his thoughts, and he's not really in that place. So the, um, by meditating on the act of spinning our own physical dreidel, because we all have a physical dreidel, it, we connect and identify with the, with the divine and show our willingness to see beyond the square and logic phase of nature and believe and tap into the infinite. So this is what Hanukkah is all about. It's about 
taking us a step higher, allowing us to see the infinite, allowing us to surround ourselves with the miracles of the world and not only be contained in what we can see, what we can smell, what we can taste, and, and we think this is what it is. So what's in a name? So the, the name of an object in Hebrew usually contains the essence of the, of the object. The dreidel has three names. In Hebrew, it's called Sevivon, as the famous song, Sevivon, sof, sof, sof. So, so in Hebrew, it's Sevivon. And then in Yiddish, it's called dreidel, which is the one that most people use. And in English, it's called top. And, um, and, uh, and the most, uh, we know that the most common name is dreidel. And this game is played with usually with nuts or, or with coins and, and the children play while they're spinning the dreidels while, while the <clears throat> menorah is on and they're watching at the lights. And the, the four letters, each one has a different connotation, has a different meaning, a different Kabbalistic meaning. The, the sheen is revealed the player when he's when he when he uh, plays the sheen if that's the letter that falls when the dreidel is spinning uh, you have to put money in the noon if you have a noon then you put nothing there's nothing nothing happens then when you do the hay you take half of what's in in the pot you take half and if it falls on the gimel then you take everything so the sheen, the sheen, the sheen requires the player to lose something, to lose a nut or a, or a coin, and the, the, we have to understand that the, we that uh, in the psychological realm the sheen corresponds to malhut. Uh, malhut is one of the of the seven emotional sefirot. Uh, it's the it's the seventh one actually. But in the worlds, in the descent of the worlds, it's the seventh one in one world, but it becomes the first one in the world that's next to that world when it's descending. So the Malhut also is a, is a faculty that gives us the ability to relate with our surroundings. Like Malhut is the one that contains all the other sefirot. When you're aligned with your Hesed, with your Gevura, with your with your with your tiferet, all your sefirots are aligned. Then the they, malhut is the one that contains all of them. It's like the kingship. It's like uh, royalty. And the and when we are aligned, when we are uh, let's say when we're aligned with our sefirots, then we become people that are that understand that everything comes from Hashem. And this is what makes a rectified malhut. It's when you understand that everything comes from God, but an unrectified malhut, what it does is that it gives a person a sense of lowliness in the psyche. Because uh, when you don't feel that everything comes from God, then uh, it makes you feel bad. When you know that everything comes from, from Hashem, even if you have a big loss, a big monetary loss, or even if something that is not comfortable for you happens, but you know it comes from Hashem, you're intact. You may be going through a hard time, but you're intact. You're not a broken person. But when you don't think that things come from God, but they're external, then that's when we feel that we, we become low. We become low. So when kingdom, when the Malhut is in a fallen state, 
It is because it lacks the ability to acknowledge that everything comes from Hashem. In its fallen state, kingdom becomes a breeding ground for the ego. It becomes a problem. And the, and the, and the problem is that in, instead of increasing our feeling of indebtedness to Hashem, of looking at our life as a miracle and like really Hashem really gives us so much, He gives us so much and we're so grateful, instead of having this feeling of owing God, then we, get, we become uh, people that become greedy, we become entitled, um, we, we lose that. And, the, and, the, and then uh, the problem is that the only way in which a person can get this situation rectified is when they start losing, uh, when they start losing things, possessions. And that's why when the dreidel uh, falls in the sheen, we have to put money in. It's like you have, you're losing, so you have to put in. Then we have the noon, and the noon uh, represents a neutral state in which nothing is gained, yet nothing is lost. Uh, and the game continues with the next player. So nothing happens. When you fall into the noon, nothing happens. You don't put things in and you don't take anything out. And uh, we explained that the word sevivon in Hebrew corresponds to merchant. It means merchant. And, there, and really, everybody here is, comes to do business. That's our job in, in the world. Not necessarily physical business, a spiritual business. We all come to gain. We all come to grow. We all come to, to become better people. And so th there are people in this world that come here and they aspire to like make little noise, don't do a lot, don't shake the status quo. As I come in, as I go out, I don't change anything. And that's a, a loss of a life. Really, we have to come here. We have to steer the world. We have to move it. We have to shake it. And the day we leave this world, we really should live more in the world than when we arrived. You, we should be able to leave a legacy in the world uh, when we're not here anymore. That they would say, look, look what this person left. He left a beautiful family. This person left a lot of knowledge. He built schools. He, he helped this person. Th this is the reason we're coming to this world. Not to leave it just as it is. We come here to perfect it. So every Jewish soul entered the world in order to be a merchant. We came here to make profit. We came here to gain and understand what is valuable and invest their time and energy in what is really valuable. So we have to know what's valuable. So valuable is Torah learning, doing mitzvot, our relationships, and, um, and with God and with other people and with ourselves. So those that only have an external sense for their importance of making profit, they spend their days change, chasing financial success. This is people that the only thing they care about is money, 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 and they don't care any, about anything else. They sacrifice their whole family for money. So here we see that, uh, that the law of entropy, I had to research this word entropy, uh, which states that everything in nature is continually losing ground to disorder. So entropy is, is physics. It's like things lose energy. Like, for example, a human being, we get old. With every year that goes on, we start losing our youth. Uh, the world starts getting old. Things start getting damaged. This is the law of entropy. This is a system. It's a natural system. And, um, and uh, the, the, the miracle here, what we see here, 
is that Hashem is continuously recreating the world. He's continuously infusing the world with energy so it can sustain itself. And, uh, and, and there's a constantly repeating cycle. So we see that the sun rises every day on the east and sets on the west every day. It doesn't need a bit. Uh, it doesn't miss a bit. Like if one day the sun wouldn't rise up, we would be a whole day in, in super dark. There would be no light in the world. So we see and we think this is the natural course of the sun. We think this is nature. But in reality, it's a miracle because Hashem every day is recreating this energy so it can come out on the east and go to sleep on the west. And it's constant. It doesn't miss a beat. It's every day for the last 5,779 years. It's been every day this way. And we think this is nature. And in reality, it's not. It's miraculous. The Creator is continually infusing nature, uh, infusing nature with more energy in order to sustain its steady state. And, can, and, and so things can feel normal. Normal as time passes, so does beauty. So if we see people, they go with the law of entropy because we start losing our beauty. And today, thank God, we have so many things that keep us young. But in reality, this is a, 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 physics, a, a law of physics that applies. So when it falls on the noon, it, it's nothing. You don't gain anything. And the hay, the hay is connected to the yud because it's the two letters of, of the name of Hashem, Havaya, Yud K. And both of these, the, these letters, Yud and Hey, Hey, yield a prophet, they yield a prophet. These letters correspond to wisdom and understanding. So the Yud is wisdom and the Hey is understanding. And this is connected to mindfulness. Uh, mindfulness indicates a state in which a person is wholly connected and guided by awareness of the Creator and his will and, manif and it, he manifests through the Torah. So a person that is mindful is a person that is aware. It's a person that is not living in La La Land. He's not in denial. He's a person that's very aware of how the world runs. He's, when he eats, he's mindful of what he's eating. He's mindful of, of not doing things that will damage him. This is mindfulness. And when the dreidel falls in the hay, then we take half. And we're going to see why. We take half of what's there. And mindfulness has, is there's two types of mindfulness. One is the experience of mindfulness based on a feeling of self-nullification of bitul. And this is a motivator of wisdom. And it, this is a masculine uh, energy. The mindfulness based on a feeling of joy is a motivator of understanding. So we have two motivators. One is wisdom, that is when we nullify ourselves, when we become ourselves little, we don't have big egos. And the second one is a motivator which gives us is joy. Joy is the motivator. And this is connected to a feminine, uh, to a feminine uh, entity. So the coming together of the masculine and the feminine counterparts is described as a whole and a half. And we see that the gematria of youth and hay uh, is 10 and 5. So it, it's 15. So the difference between Shabbat and the, the festivals, for example, Shabbat is described as a holy for God, while the festivals are described half for you and half for God. 
and the, this also has those energies of masculine and feminine which make it a whole and a half and the, that wisdom is associated with whole and understanding with a half because wisdom and understanding correspond to the letters Yud and Hei in, in the name of God, Havaya. And uh, thus landing, when we land on the, on the Hei, we understand that it's, uh, we take half. We take half of the pot because this is the energy of this letter. And then the last letter, which would be the Gimel, the Gimel, when it lands in the Gimel, we take everything because the Gimel corresponds also to wisdom and it represents a state of complete self-nullification resulting in the players winning the whole pot landing. So we see here that the hay is connected to the youth, so it's a combination of the two, while the Gimel is complete nullification. So the, 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 what we should aspire in life, I'm, I'm not saying we'll get there, but we should aspire to get there, is that we make ourselves little. You know, we make ourselves little. We understand we're little people here that can do amazing things. We can be great in our actions. But compared to Hashem, we're tiny. We're little. So when we understand that there's a bigger force in our lives, that there's something bigger than us, then we're going to live a life much different, a much different life with a different awareness than when we make ourselves great. So to finish off, here it's, it explains that the spinning at noon results in nothing. We use the physical concept of entropy as it turns out. We can extend this analogy further to explain the rules pertaining to the four letters. It, what is important to gain from this shiur given by Rabbi Itzhak Ginsberg is that the noon inspires us to look at the miraculous aspects of nature that we, when we sit and we spin that dreidel, we should meditate in, in the miracle of existence. This is what we should have in, in our minds. It's a miracle that we're here, that we're breathing, that we're still here against all odds. They tried to kill us so many times, physically, spiritually, you name it. We've been through it for the last 2,000 years or more. And we're still here. There's no common rationale to explain that the Jewish people have been able to survive all these years. And it's the promise of Hashem that we're going to be here till Mashiach comes, we're, we're, for eternity. We're, we're here to stay. You know, you read the news, get rid of the Jews, they're putting swastikas everywhere. This poor professor in Columbia University, she gets into her office and there's swastikas and dirty Jew and all the, you know what? Tough cookies. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. We're here. We're transcendent. We go with the number eight. We're not people of this world. We're people of a higher realm. So, so the whole story of the dreidel really is to infusing us these, these messages of eternity, of miracles, of understanding that Hashem is recreating the world at every instant. Not only that, He does things ex nihilo, He makes things out, something out of nothing. Only Hashem can do that. Only Hashem can, can materialize things out of nowhere. So when we, we look at this, we realize that really, it's a miracle. We're a miracle. Life is a miracle. 
and we should be very grateful and look at everything in our life as such. So I want to wish you a happy, happy Hanukkah, Hag Samea. May the light of Hanukkah shine with you every day of your life, that the light of that menorah and the spinning of that dreidel infuse you with love for Hashem and gratitude and joy. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.